Hey guys, um, Noodles here. Thank you guys for all tuning in today. This is just my introduction to my podcast. I'm not going to go into any um, details or series right now because this is just my introduction. Um, First of all, welcome to my podcast. Um, The first series is going to be on shadow work. Uh, My purpose of starting this uh, podcast is I'm going through a journey of healing spiritually and I wanted to share that journey with you guys and also be of insight and enlightenment where I can. Um, my goal is to reach all relationships, whether they're gender, gender specific or if it's friendships or parent-child relationships and sibling relationships, all those things. And I wanted to make sure that the communication or the thought process I'm trying to invoke is something that other people may not have experienced before. That is my purpose and my goal, and that's what I want to execute today. Well, in my process of starting my podcast, I should say. Um, Just a little bit about me. Um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, for those who may not know. Um, I am the youngest of five people. I don't want to say children because that sounds weird. But I'm the youngest of five. I have an older brother and sister from my dad's side, and I have two older brothers from my mom's side. Um, My mother was a recovering addict. Um, She succumbed to her um, lifestyle back in 2012, and she died from systematic AIDS. My father is a schizophrenic um, who is still alive and well and kicking today. Um, With that kind of background, I want you guys to understand that I'm speaking from a place of my experiences that may be relatable to you guys um, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to uh, substance abuse, also from coming from abandonment issues. Um, I also have a godmom who assisted in raising me. Um, she's a great person for doing a job she didn't have to do. And I'm loved, I love her and I'm loyal to her for that reason. Um, but every relationship has its challenges. Every relationship um, is tested. And my whole point of bringing this podcast to life is not only to help relationships on an intimate level, but I also want to provide some tools to single men, definitely single black men who are out here trying to date and not knowing the proper way to get through certain processes and to give women a platform where they have to kind of look at themselves and look at what they may be doing that may be hindering their process of finding their match um that was a lot um anyway I'm in the same boat I'm still single I'm dating I'm a mother of two children um I just would like to share my experiences in the dating world and instead of using this platform to bash men or bash women I want to use this opportunity of approaching it maybe in a different way I feel like we have a lot of influencers who talk on relationships and because of me not knowing the proper way to address them, I'm not going to mention the names of those people, but you know who they are. Um, If you don't, I'm sure you can find them somewhere in in some kind of platform of Instagram or uh, Facebook. Um, And I kind of, not kind of, I do want to be an influencer for African-American men when it comes to dating. Um, 
probably gonna ruffle a lot of women's feathers and that's okay um, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that my female relationships I have are more valuable to me than you know than anything and I respect and love the relationships I do have we all have an understanding um, but I really think that on top of trying to help my community of African-American women and men figure out this dating pool I feel like there's some individual work and accountability that has to be taken care of first and some of us, you know, have been raised with the theory, you know, black folks don't go to counseling. You know, we don't like to air our business and things like that. So this is me helping those who don't want to go to counseling, maybe not air out their business, but maybe connecting to a part of themselves that they hear with what I have to say. And with that, they can figure out if they want to continue to go to counseling or they can email me and provide me with their scenario and I will read into it and address it accordingly and we go from there. This whole purpose is to change the energy of the black community. Definitely now we have a black woman in office and we need to really, really pull in the reins and start holding each other more accountable. So that's part of the reason why I wanted to start my podcast. Now, the podcast came into play years ago. Um, I tried a couple YouTube videos while driving and things like that. And not to say it wasn't successful, but I really don't like seeing myself on camera. So (laughs) podcasting was probably the easiest thing for me to go about doing it, of me talking and getting it out. Um, a gentleman that was my Lyft driver has said to me one day, you know, you have a voice that that is easy to listen to. <laughs> and I never quite understood that, but I've heard it before. And I thought that was kind of odd and weird, but that's, again, my baggage. So it took me a few years to get to a place of comfortability to even really start embarking on doing this podcast journey. I had some things I had to get over first. I had some valleys I had to get through first before I got to this place so I'm just in a point in my life where I'm damned if I do I'm damned if I don't and the goal is to plant seeds I can't save everybody not everybody's gonna agree with me everybody's at a different point in their life and their growth process and I have to respect where everybody is and a few years ago I did not quite understand what that looked like for other people and once I got a better understanding of that it made the process of starting the podcast a little easier because I had to take me out of a lot of the stuff and what I thought and what I think should be done and so on and so forth and just try to empathize to where a person was and quite frankly I've I think I've probably empathized way too much <laughs> and that's part of my journey uh, to to by to by default, I'm kind of being kicked in the butt by my own process in a sense. So I felt like if I had a platform where I could kind of like air it out, have more of a perspective on what I'm delivering to people and maybe gain a little insight with, you know, shared communication there might be something to it and maybe we can open up a dialogue once my podcast gets a little more popular I'll probably start showing my face more 
Um, but right now, you just got to listen to me talk. And if you enjoy my voice, great. If you don't, that's great too. That's all up to you. But I just wanted to make sure I introduce myself and let y'all know what my goal is here. And hope to hopefully enlighten you and bless you and help you grow. And after a while, it'll trickle down and it'll be a community movement. And because I'm not one that could be on the front line, like, you know, standing up for the rights and all that other stuff, God said that I can do it another way. And just know there's a part you could play in all you do a different way in helping our community become stronger as black people. And that is my primary thought process where my heart is at, is to rebuild and restore our black community. We rebuild and restore the confidence of the love and relationships that we were born into and hopefully promote what we were taught spiritually on how to connect with one another and then utilize some of these new ways of living and new ways of loving to kind of just bring us all full circle. So I say that to say this, faith without work is dead and fear will not get you to the next level. Sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith and go out and do that thing and bet on yourself every time. Don't allow people to change your thought process and how you may feel or think. You're responsible for your feelings. You're responsible to make sure they're valid and you're responsible to act on it if you don't want to be treated a different way going forward. So we have to take that inventory and basically just manifest it. Pour it into our children and pour it into our relatives so we can start seeing a change in our thought process and not live in fear of trusting each other anymore. Because I think that's where we are as a culture. We are fearful of trusting one another. We're fearful of trusting those that look like us because of just people walking around here broken. And I think it's a time that we need to pull on the reins and get our stuff together. So I look forward to chatting with you guys. The goal is to post a podcast every Sunday so that, you know, some kind of feeling or seed is planted to get you through your week. And hopefully we will revisit each other every week with a new, with new eyes. That's the goal. So I love you all and thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great evening. Hi, happy Sunday, everybody. Um, Thank you so much for your patience and my delay. Um, I haven't uploaded all of my videos yet, but I have the trust in the process. And um, I learned a lot of that today in my studies and operating in a way that works spiritually versus what um, society says I should operate in. So with the work that I'm working on, this requires... um, a level of spirituality that I have to be in tune with to be able to properly execute what it is I need to execute. So in in uh, saying all that, first let me say I hope you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Happy New Year to you all. Um, I want to go ahead and 
proceed with purpose and I am going to post my introduction iPod podcast today as well as my um, first episode which is this episode so as you guys know from my introduction as you will learn I've been working on this for a couple of years now to get to the point where I am today Um, I wanted you to be aware that the process with me and when I post my podcast are all going to be on a spiritual aspect. I can't do things based off of a, a timeline, which I thought I would be able to do. But today, spirit helped me understand that I can't operate in that way. I have to operate in spirit and I have to operate when they say to operate. So that's what I'm doing. So the purpose of my podcast for today I came across this morning, um, not came across, no, it was sent to me spiritually this morning, an interview that Ayala Van Zandt did back on April 2nd, 2013. And the interview she did was based off of her book, The Spirit of a Man. And I encourage everyone who has, who's married, who has sons to read this book. Um, I'm actually going to start reading the book today. Hopefully I'll be completed the book in a couple of days and then it will be a topic of conversation uh, going forward. But The Spirit of a Man is a book she wrote to help us understand African-American men and where they are in their life and how they are progressing and transcending. The funny thing about learning about this book today is that everything that she talked about in this interview is everything I've been saying for the last few years for myself. Um, There are aspects of these things that I still need to tackle and the level of confidence required to do this work to reach the massive with my thought consciousness and my spiritual consciousness is a little intimidating because in a lot of ways is unfamiliar territory. You may personally, meaning myself, have an understanding spiritually, but trying to execute that for it to be receptive to everybody else is where the challenge comes in at. You do a lot of uh, my process. I'm not going to speak in general, but in my process, I had a lot of doubt. I had a lot of insecurity of how it would be received. Um, learning that Ayala is uh, finishing up her season of Fix My Life was the pivotal moment for me to go ahead and decide to post my podcast today. Now, she is someone that I really use as a point of reference, along with some other people, but because her life mirrored my life so much in a lot of different ways, she was my point of reference where my spirit always gravitated to hear her words. And I realized that her delivery is different than what my delivery would be, and I'm very conscious of that and how people receive her. At the end of the day, being honest and truthful is never easy for anyone to hear. And that's something I have discovered just in life. There are going to be times where people have to be honest with you in the most sensitive parts of yourself that you haven't even opened up or identified with yet. So being in that position of someone else speaking something to you that you never even acknowledge is very defensing. It makes you want to put up all your defensive. It makes you feel very naked. It makes you feel exposed about something about yourself you didn't even know. So that is a journey that I noticed that I'm on. As I indicated in my introduction, those who know me, um, and I am going to send this out to my friends and, and family members who are wanting to listen. But those who know me know that I've always spoke in a way of very straightforward. I had to learn 
how important my delivery was. The the thing that catapulted me into this line of life, because I don't want to say work, because this is a this is a life project for me. This is my assignment that I feel I was put on this earth for. I discovered this and having relationships with men and realizing that I was able to get intimate parts of them that they've never shared with anybody else. And you can tell that a person has shared an intimate part of themselves with you and not anybody else by the way you phrase a question and the way that they answer. And that's how I realized that I had a gift of communicating to men on a deeper level to help them unlock certain things that were in them. And I feel that that is a gift that I have and I want to proceed in sharing that with whoever's willing to listen. And in coming across this interview today, it helped me see you can't deny what God put in you. No matter how much you try to overlook what you're trying to do, ignore what you're trying to do, your fears coming in, your your insecurities coming in. It does not matter. If God assigned you to do something, it's going to be in you and innate in you. So based off of what I've gained from that interview, these are the, the principles that Ayala speaks of in her book to indicate her journey. Okay, and I'm just going to say it like that, not to give anything away in the book or speak too, too much about the book. So the first thing she, she she speaks of in her book is basically you learning to surrender being human and finding a way to embrace your spiritual identity. That is her life work. That comes from her Yoruba tradition. Okay, so that was the first introduction into this interview. What I learned. Okay, um, she calls these tra- these principles the spiritual transformation principles. Now, a lot of these I have already embarked on personally, but there's a few I noticed, and I will address them as I get to them that I have yet to embark on that I look forward to embarking on and learning about and executing. So the first thing was willingness. And make you aren't where you want to be and have the courage to go get it. And that's basically what this whole podcast is about for me. I had someone tell me a few years ago that I should do a podcast. It was a Lyft driver while I worked for Bank of America. And I did not get what he meant. I didn't understand what he meant. And I just was like, okay, he said you have a lovely speaking voice. And I've heard that over the years, but me being insecure about myself and how I look and how I sound being from New York and from Brooklyn sometimes my accent comes out and comes out heavy and listening to Ayala which will piggyback of what I was saying is a mirror not mirror her but a lot of who she is is a mirror of me she's from Brooklyn <clears throat> and um that's something that intrigued me about her because I wanted to learn how did this black woman from Brooklyn get to the place she's at and how like what was her transition and she has been so transparent with her past that I couldn't help but be gravitated to her I guess my ancestors said this is who I need you to listen to or they put her in my life in certain points of my life since I was about 20 years old to educate me so I move on to the next thing awareness 
her principles of awareness is being aware of what you do that stops you from getting what you want. Now, that was my process, which I call it, which I've learned. I ain't going to say I called it this. What I've learned, honestly, through TikTok is called shadow work. Now, my shadow work began before I knew it was called shadow work. It began when I was about 26 years old. And it started with one day, Danielle, my daughter, she went to her father's at the age of six for the holiday. And for the first time, me and him had been broken up maybe about a year. And then I realized at that moment, I don't have a family. When she's not there, I don't have a family. I spent so many years by myself. And I had to go through the shadow work by myself. So the easiest way to explain it to people and what shadow work is, it's a process of tearing yourself down and then filling yourself back up. And let me tell you something. It's easier for us to be hard on ourselves than it is to pour back into ourselves if we don't know who we are. If we don't know what aspects of our life make us great or what make us the the people of purpose that somebody else may see in us that we don't see in ourselves. So at the age of 26, my six-year-old is gone. I'm spending holidays alone. And for years, I mean decade plus, I have always had this very disconnect with celebrating holidays. And in those days, in those over the years of being by myself during the holidays, I had to literally go through this process of, to be very transparent, of feeling unworthy. Nobody cares. Nobody loves me. Um, I'm here in a state all by myself. Nobody checks for me. If they are checking for me, it's for their own agenda. Um, nobody genuinely gives a damn about what goes on with me so then that put that put me in a space of where I was as a child and I say as adults a lot of us struggle with healing that child within a lot of us struggle with that we just move on through life as an adult and not realizing that the error of our ways come from us not nurturing the child within us so for the last I would say up to shoot maybe 2019 Um, I went through this process of filling myself back up and it took a long time because I had to not only take from what the positive, the positive feedback I got throughout the years are usually from men. I'll be honest. I got more positive reassurance of my beauty or if I'm pretty and all that other stuff from men. So there wasn't anybody who talked to me to my spirit, if anybody can understand that. No one ever spoke to me spiritually. I had one childhood friend. I wouldn't even call her childhood friend. She was a young lady that became a friend in a situation as a single mom. I lived in a shelter. Her name is Kelly. I know she wouldn't mind me sharing her name. And Kelly, I had lost touch with her over the years And I want to say in like maybe 2015, 2016, more recently, the last few years, she said something to me and I prayed that I could find the post to repost it. But she said to me that I was a, I was, I poured into her in a way or talked to her in a way that she knew I was coming from a loving place. That's a, 
That's to put it plainly, not to discredit or take away from the power of her words. But Kelly, I held on to those words to catapult me somewhere else because I had had, I had never had anyone say that to me in my life. I had never had a woman appear, look at me in that way. I've always been and felt like in my relationships with my friends, I've been the fuck up. And friends that are here that listening to this, this is no attack on you. Please understand this is my stuff. Um, But I always felt like I was the friend that was beneath everybody else. All my friends are married to good men. They had whether it was jobs they liked or didn't like, they were still prospering, you know, financially. Um, their families, meaning they had their 2.5 kids. They had the typical American family. All my kid, friends have two kids just like me. Um, but I was the one always struggling, and I didn't understand. And I, and I realized that I was looking at their life and looking at what I call their support or what their what catapulted them into who they were, I was looking at them in that regard and later realizing, oh, wait a minute. They just learned how to adapt to life a lot differently than I did. Now, granted, there are aspects of my life that doesn't mirror my bloodline and my family. And I'm considered the, and I use air quotes, the successful one, the one that, you know, separated herself for whatever reason. And they, my family, if you guys get to hear the podcast, I believe you guys thought that I was better than you guys or something like that. No, I just felt that I didn't belong. And no matter how much I tried to include myself, I did not belong because there were aspects and compromises of my integrity I wasn't going to do to fit in. So that's what made me different from my family. Um, I'll move on. So that's just a little glimpse into that part of myself. Uh, so I'm, I became aware over the years. Shadow work is, is not for the meek. It's not for the, 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 the lighthearted. That work is very scary. If you battle with the spirit of depression, I encourage you to make sure you have an alternate to, uh, basically offset that depression if that makes sense, whether it's a sounding board or whatever. Now, let's be frank, even though I may not have felt um, valid or important to my friends, I felt like, you know, if I show more of a need, then I was more significant in your lives. And that's the truth. I felt like, and I still feel that way. If I don't have chaos going on in my life and I'm not looking to you guys to fix me, um, then I and I'm I, I'm no longer of service for your personal issue or whatever that is. Now it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that's what I observed. That's what I felt. And in in coming into this new phase in my life of wanting to just be around friends, just to be around friends, not because of what they can do for me. I've I've realized there's been some kind of I wouldn't even say it's tension, but there's been some kind of resistance of. How do I be friends if she doesn't have something going on in the negative realm? Instead of utilizing, she's still my friend and there's something I can gain from her as a friend. And and it doesn't require me to have to do something for her to feel like I'm a friend. If that resonates or makes sense to any of you. Again, if it hit a nerve with anybody, I'm not going to apologize for it because it's apparently hitting a place where it needs to hit. 
we can all have that conversation after the podcast, but this is my truth and I'm going to speak it honestly. Um, I love my village. I love my friends. I value my friendships. And a lot of the time I felt like my friends did not see how much I valued them unless I was asking them for guidance or help or something something to that effect and this is a message to you guys in my awareness and me waking up and understanding who I am my friendship with you is not based off of what you could do for me or by your your guidance you are my friend because you were smart or funny or enlightening into some aspect of life that maybe I did not think about or um, may give him different insight to certain things. But I also would like to believe I am that person to you as well, if you allow me to be that person in your life. So I will digress and move on. The next part of her principles, she addresses understanding. And she says, don't get caught up in what it looks like. Get beneath the surface, which is something that I have always done. Um, even when it came to forgiveness of my mother, and I'm going to use this as an example. Again, I told you guys, this is about me being transparent so you'll understand why I am passionate about what I'm trying to do. Because I feel like in order to do the work to help other people, you have to be able to be transparent with yourself, which is something else she addresses in here. But again, I'll get to that. Now, in understanding, I understood there were aspects of my mother's life that allowed her to not be the best mom. I'm just going to leave that at that. And in my forgiveness of her, which is also one of the principles that Ayala mentions, I realized, and I still went through a, a rough patch, but I realized who she was. Yes, she's a f- part of who I am, but she isn't my reason for who I am. If that resonates with anybody, please take that as it should. And please use that as a blessing where it can be used or as a moment to reflect, okay? Um, that is just my experience with my mom. I'm not, I'll go into detail. That's a whole nother story, a whole nother part of this journey I'm on to eventually get back to the core. Um, the second thing, the next thing, sorry, not the second thing. Confession. Tell the truth about yourself to yourself and to one other person. That's the part that I realized I have not really done. Now, I have always told the truth to myself, and I know where my shortcomings are as far as why I haven't catapulted. I have not had the confidence, nor have I felt secure enough to tell anybody in my village my transparency of myself. The reason being because I feel like a lot of my village aren't transparent enough with themselves. So it makes me very hesitant to be transparent with them. So maybe one day we'll get to that place and maybe this podcast will open up that conversation for me and my friends to show a love of transparency between each other till I get that platform and that opportunity to speak from that place I want to speak to. Have I told people how I felt about myself? I think I may have in the the past, but the way I talk to myself and the way that I talk to my spirit guides, the way that I communicate spiritually to myself and my, my negative thoughts or whatever, I have never projected that or said that to anybody else. I never felt safe enough to do so because I didn't feel anybody can hear or receive me. So that was why one of the things of confession is something I have to work on and get to that place. And I feel really strongly that I will get to that place in 2021. Now, surrender. The other thing, uh, give up your way. This process of deciding to start a podcast, this process of wanting to 
create a YouTube. All these things that required me to be exposed, so to speak, um, has been a real challenge for me. I've done it. I pushed myself before and spoke on various topics, but this because I'm actually focused on one particular area or I'm now speaking from a different spiritual space and mental space. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be exposed. This is why I created the podcast. But that's something that has to change because I realized that the society we live in is visually stimulated. I realized I walked through Lenox Mall yesterday and people are doing what do you call them, little spiffs or whatever, in the mall. And I realized yesterday, I'm like, oh my God, Noodles, you have got to get out of this fear of showing yourself in a vulnerable space. And to be honest with you, my biggest issue with being visual is how I look, my appearance, and how I sound on camera. So, and then learning how to work it to where I look clear and I look presentable. So that's been my biggest issue. I got me a little tripod to start the process of pushing myself. I do TikToks to push myself. So anybody who's seen me do any videos, please understand this is part of my process of getting to my work. Uh, This has nothing to do with being a cloud chaser or trying to be down with what everybody else is doing. God put in me this thing that is so innate in me it feels like if I don't do it I'm going to crash and burn so those of you who are taking the time to listen to this very long podcast I thank you and I appreciate you for doing so but yes this is where I'm at and I'm doing these little skits to get comfortable with being on camera TikTok people say you on TikTok all the time and I understand that I'm studying I'm studying all the time this is not just about um just you know, getting something in my mind to just deal with the day. I'm trying to learn and understand how to get this stuff that's in me out for the world to see. Because I was under the impression this is something else I learned from Ayala. You know, you have to have a degree for people to hear you. When I'm realizing there are so many relationship wannabes out here that they don't have degrees. And people listen to them and they buy their books and they hear them. And I'm like, but that's, but they just, they're just speaking their opinion. There's no real validation of who they are. It's their confidence of what they have to say. And that's where I'm at. I'm very confident in what I have to say. But you being able to see me and receive me is the other thing. Now, I know I may look pretty to other people, but I don't feel as pretty as like, let's say my friends, so to speak. Um, so I feel a little bit insecure being on camera. I don't wear makeup. I, I I don't do much with my hair. I don't do wigs. I mean, a lot of that has to do with your confidence of being visually appealing. And I haven't got to that place of learning how to be visually appealing. Um, one of the young ladies that, um, that is probably listening to my podcast, she has, me and her talked about it. We had a meeting about it and, um, we would talk about maybe learning how to do makeup, you know, so we can be presentable on camera or whatever the case is. And 
Um, we haven't gotten there. And I think it's just a lot of it is fear for me. And my aunt used to tell me when I was younger, I have a fear of success. And I think she actually put a wooly on me. I had to learn. You had to move. People put things on you and it sticks on you. And if you don't know no better, you'll, you'll repeat that thing forever and ever and ever. Amen. And I think for the longest time that stayed in my, my head, I was fear of being successful. And you have to be mindful of the things you say to people because it it really holds weight and value. So not to place blame on her, but that was something I had to learn about myself. And part of my shadow work of digging out of what success looks like for me, not what success looks like to everybody else. All my friends got married before the age of 25. And I knew for me, I was more confident in being a mother than I was being a, a wife. I knew I knew how to love and nurture. I knew I knew how to teach lessons of life that I was confident in. So me deciding to be a mother at 20 versus being a wife was way more valuable to me than being a wife. So uh, I digress, but that was part of my learning to surrender my way. And that is my process. Now, forgiveness, um, they say it's the only way to basically move forward and out of those negative thoughts and feelings we tell ourselves. The way that I help myself forgive my mom and people in my life is that they all have a story. Everybody has a story that they, that projects into their life on a daily basis. And what I realized is, and I learned this from Jerica Gates recently, um, and those who don't know who Draca Gates is, look her up. She's Kevin Gates' wife. I know one of my girlfriends is like, oh, gosh, she talking about the Gates. Yes, Kevin Gates is a rapper, um, but he's also a spiritualist in a way that people have not really paid attention to, not even myself. He's been out here for about eight years. I just learned about this man, really learned about his music within the last six months. And let me tell you something. He got some real translucent lyrics and very spiritually exposing lyrics in his rapping about himself and what he what he battles with so whoever gets the opportunity who don't know him if you get opportunity to listen to some of his music please feel free to do so he got that other side that I like too but he also has a deeper side to him so introducing Drake Gates and talking about her when it comes to that part of forgiveness what I learned from Draca Gates, everybody says she was stupid and how could she stay with Kevin Gates. And I learned about her story and their relationship. One thing she said in an interview was, what he does ain't got nothing to do with me. The problem that a lot of women have when a man cheats and this and that and the third, she takes it as a personal attack on herself. Even I had to deal with infidelity towards the end of last year. And what I discovered in that was... That person, I believe, wholehearted, genuinely loved me. But when you really look at the person that is doing the harm, you have to take a moment to take a look at where they come from. If they haven't experienced love that wasn't wasn't um, genuine, where it was always conditional, they don't know how to receive genuine love. And they will self-sabotage, and they don't even know they're doing so. And in that, in my, in my experience of having my heart broken, um, and I wouldn't say it was broken. I think my feelings was more hurt than my heart was broken because in my spirit, my spirit says everything that this person loved me dearly. Um, 
but they didn't love themselves enough to be able to receive my love. So they couldn't see. They had blinders on. Um, And what she said, his issue is not my issue. Meaning Drake again, she said, his issue is not my issue. He hurting himself. He ain't hurting me. Am I affected by his pain? Absolutely. But he ain't hurting me. Because he's self-sabotaging on his own. And that, when I say a light bulb went on for me and helped me on my forgiveness journey, it was so pivotal in my journey in forgiveness. And for that person who also was sent this podcast, um, please know I forgive you. There's no animosity. Now, taking you back is a whole different process because I have to... That's that's different. There's a lot of work that's required in order for me to even take a person back who has that kind of energy. Not that that person needs means to be mean to me, but there's a certain level of energy that I just can't entertain. So we'll move on and digress from that. Now, commitment. Make a choice about what you want and go get it. This is where I'm at. I'm committed to the work that God put in me. And I'm committed to get it done. What I understand, I have to do it the spiritual way. I got to do it when it feels right to do so. I can't force it. So until spirit starts spilling it and throwing it at me heavily for me to do it once a week, twice a week, whatever, once a month, I have to operate in that energy. And today was the day that I finally got that and understood it. Um, responsibility, be able to respond to the choices you make. This is something that I stress 110%. Please, please, please learn accountability. Be responsible for your choices. There comes a point in your life where you can't keep blaming how your mother raised you, what that man did, what that mother didn't do, what that father didn't do. There comes a point that you have to learn that, yes, this is a This is a bad habit I have, and now I have to do something to move past it and do the work to move past it. And that's something that I notice in our community, that we fail to take responsibility for the choices that we make. We want to put it on a white man. We want to put it on African-American black men and their, their nonsense. You have to understand, men and women alike, that the traumas that you experience with the opposite sex is not an attack on you. It's a personal attack on themselves. Huh, look at that. I didn't get that from nobody. That was just from me. Look at that. All right, okay, moving on. Uh, The next thing is right action. Know what to do to be able to get what you want. So with this whole podcast thing and trying to execute what I'm trying to execute with my vision, or my purpose rather, I don't have anybody to talk to about it. So I have to pull from TikToks and Ayanla and, you know, Dr. So-and-so and Pastor So-and-so's that I've listened to to get an understanding of how to execute this and pray and meditate and talk to my spirit guides at night to get an understanding of how do I move to the next level. So that is another thing that I'm in the process in, the, the process of right action and the process of confession. Um, stillness, know when to stop efforting and competing and pushing to be still. And that was my process in all this these months of just being still, doing my research, doing my studying, doing my praying and knowing when the right time it was to present my podcast or to post my podcast publicly. Um, and the last thing, 
I think that was the last thing she addressed. Yes, stillness was the last thing I believe she addressed. If I missed anything, um, I will readdress it at another time, maybe once I read the book. Again, this is all this information was based on an interview she had from seven years ago. Um, but I wanted to come up here and under, let you understand that today was the day that in my spirit, I said it was okay to go ahead and share my podcast with my friends and family, and hopefully they will share with their friends and family that can resonate. So again, the name of the book is The Spirit of a Man by Ayala Van Sant. I encourage everybody to read it. Um, I thank you all for participating and taking this time to listen to my podcast. It means the world to me, and um, I pray that I can continue to deliver content that is going to be healing and informative and effective in your lives and the ones that you love and I speak into existence this platform being my life work to where I can take care of my family take care of myself and eventually find my man of God so um or my man of spirit so to speak because it's more than one God but we ain't gonna go there we gonna we gonna we gonna move past it that's not for this kind of conversation but um I thank you all again for taking the time and welcome to my shadow work.